tell you what, the Giants are in some red hot form. Five games they've won on the trot. And joining us is their head of football, Jason McCartney. Jason, welcome to Crunch Time. Morning, Sarah. How are you? I'm very well. How are everything at your club? Because they are one of the informed teams of the competition. What's clicked in the last month or so? Oh, I, I think, to be honest, we uh, we played some really good footy early in the year. Uh, obviously, we were in all games. It was only the Collingwood game. We really got blown away. So it's just been that continuity of playing together. It's a whole new system. It's a whole new coaching team. So it's um, obviously we were playing in patches of the new style of play early in the season, but we've just been able to sustain it for longer. So, yeah, it's been a good probably seven or eight weeks, to be honest. Jason, I found GWS the hardest team to predict at the start of the year, partly because of a new coach, but also because of a playing list that has evolved over the last couple of years in particular. Um, what were your expectations at the start of the season? Yeah, to be honest, Tom, I thought um, <laughs> the way it's played out thus far this year, I thought the competition's so even, so you're never that far away, to be honest. Yeah. And I thought we could be anywhere. It sounds um, it sounds funny when I'd say it at the time, but it's anywhere from 6 to 13. Yeah. And that's how it's played out, really. There's What, what are we looking at? Maybe a game between the, the, the four points between those latter positions. So we knew what we had, what was the capabilities of our list, but really, to, to be honest, it was the improvement of some uh, younger players and some probably lesser-known players outside our club. And then your best players being around their best, and we've certainly had that uh, on all fronts this season. Jase, from from the outside, it, it seems like the coach, Adam Kingsley, it's been a seamless transition, and he's been able to bring some new ideas. What was it through the process of identifying him as your senior coach most impressed you about him? Well, obviously, I think if King, as we're speaking now, would love to have got a senior gig a little bit earlier, but I don't think it's hurt him one bit because he's just so well prepared. So that 15 years as an assistant coach is obviously pretty clear in his mind early on post-playing career that he wanted to be a senior coach. And he's just invested and developed himself along the way and had some great exposure, obviously, at three really good footy clubs in Port Adelaide, obviously, St Kilda, and then what I would call that finishing school, his four years at Richmond. So... Just crystal clear the clarity of how he wants the game to be played, but then more importantly, how we're training it and how we're educating it. So, and just the evenness, just the clarity for the players. I think our leaders and all our players are really um, thrived in that environment. Crystal clear if it's not working well for us, they understand why. And when it is going well for us, they also know what's uh, what we're doing and what we're doing really well. Jase, as footy boss, have you had to massage? that intensity that Adam Kingsley's had on game day at all this year. Clearly, he's never been in the big seat before, and it is a high-pressure job. And as footy boss, what's your role in allowing him to perform at his best? Yeah, it's a good question, Tom. Uh, obviously, there's some vision early in the year, and I was down on the bench, and I was on the headset to, to uh, Adam. And I must admit, like, I was a bit surprised seeing some of that vision because the messages from him uh, certainly... Um, we're really crystal clear and great clarity and calmness. So he's uh, I've been up in the box with him. He's gone down this last period probably for about eight weeks. Um, I, I love the way yeah, he's intense, but what I love about it, he stays in the game. So for me, if it's something that's a, it's a blow-up that continues on for you know, 30, 60 seconds, you know, 90 seconds, then it's for me to step in, but I haven't had to. So I'm not going to change who he is. So, yeah, there, there might be every now and then, it's a quick, that's him. It's a, yep, frustration, but it's gone within three or four seconds and he's back in the game. So yeah, it's, it's not my role to change 
the person he is. But if there's a if there's a, a carry on which we we haven't had, then it's like pull your head in. Um, but yeah, no, no, he's he's going really well with it. Some terrible news has just hit our inbox, Jace. If you'll allow us to reveal it just for a moment, uh, from the Brisbane Lions, scans have confirmed that midfielder Will Ashcroft has ruptured his anterior cruciate ligament in yesterday's win that's against awful. Geelong. That is a terrible that's terrible news for the Lions, terrible for the young player as well, who'll miss well, the majority of next season, Sarah. And it really affects the Brisbane Lions premiership chances as well for a club that has been so healthy for so long. They've really had no significant injuries at all. Oh, that's just awful news for Will Ashcroft. We're chatting to GM of football from the Giants, Jason McCartney. Jason, if this was one of your players, one of your prized younger players, how would you approach this situation with Will Ashcroft? Oh, just first and foremost, that's shocking news. So our thoughts from the from the uh, Giants footy club is with Will at the moment, obviously the Brisbane Lions. You don't, you don't like to see that happen. For anyone, a little owner, a first-year player, has just been so influential. So uh, all you can really do, really, is put your arms around support. What we know about Will as he's coming through, he's an absolute pro. So, look, as devastating as he is right now, it's just a, it's just a speed up for him in what's going to be an outstanding career, and he started really well. So, yeah, just uh, all our, our best wishes to, to Will and the Lions. Well said, Jason. We're going to ask you about a far less serious issue, given what we've just revealed, but... Every time you're on the radio or on TV or interviewed by anyone, I imagine at the moment you're being asked about Harry Himmelberg. <laughs> Can we get an update? Are you confident that he's going to stay? I've always been confident, yep. but until they sign, you never do know. But look, all the indications are I knew at the start of the year he wanted to take his time. And that's, as a free agent, as Scotty would know in there, as a free agent, they got every right. And obviously for us too, it was a whole change in a coaching structure, the program, and obviously it was a really disappointing year last year. So he's got every right to take his time and have a good look at it. I think we've upheld our end of the bargain with the program, yep. um, our, our game style and how we're going about it. He's really settled. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, you know, something in the not-too-distant future is a signature from Harry. But um, it feels like it's very positive, but we don't know for certain. I'm sure you followed the story this week around Harley Reid and the West Coast Eagles. And if I could just divorce that particular story from this conversation for a moment, philosophically, how often... Does a player manager or even a player's family or a player tell a club that they their preference is to not go to that club? Does it does it happen at all these days? Oh, look, when you're going through the interview process um, throughout the year or, or later in the year in particular, uh, the combine and different things, it does come up. It does come up and some kids are just really honest with it. It's not Sometimes it's not intentional. It's just that they express their desire that, you know, a best case scenario would be that they get to stay at home. But does it affect the, it, does, um, does it affect the way you draft though? If if they would say if they do say that, uh, look, it's something we've been acutely sensitive around at times. But it's still you do you know, back your program and and things in. And I think, look, I think the thing that could potentially change a bit of that, to be honest, is if through this CBA negotiation the three year contracts come in. Um, for those sort of at least the top 20 picks because it changes then. And it's pr- predominantly the players are just wrapped to get picked up. There's no doubt about that. But obviously, obviously there's some unbelievable talent out there that know from a long way out they're probably going to get picked up early. But you never get it directly. It's just the, you know, it's just comments and you go through your interview process and then you go back through your notes and you're looking for signs and your sports psych plays a role in trying to read how they'll, you know, what, what the likelihood is that they'll settle well in a state and things like that. So um, things like this have been going on since the draft started, let's be honest. So 
it's nothing new and you just um, you just work your way through it. Jason, now I'm going to blame Sarah for this question, but I also <laughs> right. I also want to know the answer because it's Sarah's favourite player and not oh, far, far behind oh, for me. Yes. And My favourite, Jason, of all time. Take this question wherever you want because it's open-ended. Okay. Why is Toby yep. so good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He is uh, he's quite exceptional, yeah, isn't he? Yep. Just, uh, he's, he's, he's been a great player for a long time. It just feels like he's, he's gone to another level again. And it's just his investment, like what, what people wouldn't see, his investment in the younger players over the last couple of years, because he realises now that period we went through and the side was really challenging, it's, it's changed a bit. And for us to go again and build what we want to uh, and where we want to get to, it's inherent on not only that, that group I spoke about earlier, Toby and Josh and and Stephen Canelio and others to be playing their best footy, but it's it's making sure they fast track the development of the younger players. So he's doing a power work with our younger players, and he's just the example he's setting on the training track in the gym, and, and obviously game day has just been exceptional. And I'll be honest, like the things he does, it's just remember the Swans game that stoppage at the half. Oh, you don't need to remind me, Jason. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you love the Swans. Um, <laughs> it's just. Uh, it's just that, how did you do that? Yeah. And it's just like the, the great athletes of all different sports, how they can just step up in big moments and just consistently does it. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're very thankful that he, uh, he wears the orange and charcoal, that's for sure. I, I don't know if you've had a chat to Dave Matthews after the CEO's meeting earlier this week, but what's your position on a wild card round and a seventeen five fixture? Yeah, good, good question. We haven't chatted in uh, detail yet. We're planning to get together early next week and, form sort of club positions on those things. So it sounds like it was a, um, an outstanding couple of days, though. Really good think tank. It's plenty of things put on the table, plenty of discussion from the club. So, yeah, I think um, footy's in really good shape, and I think it's exciting what it can look like going forward. And, and I suppose the AFL's openness to listen to, um, you know, the views of the clubs and really tap into the minds of, you know, the 18 CEOs, and then when they get back to their clubs, is, um, you know, is, there's some ideas that we'll throw up that'll be ridiculous, but I'm sure amongst the 18 clubs we'll land some good ones as well. Jason, thank you for being so generous with your time this morning on Sunday Crunch Time. Best of luck today against the Suns. It should be a cracker at Monica. No, nah, thanks for having me on, Tommy. You recovered. Uh, I look ugly, but I'm going all right. I'm Very being well ugly. looked after by Scotty and Like Sarah. a hammerhead shark. <laughs> thank you, Jason. Yeah. Stick to media, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to radio.